1841, four million people spoke the Irish language daily. By 1891, it was down to 680,000 people. In 2016, 1.7% of people reported that they spoke the Irish language daily outside of the education system. And only 20,000 daily speakers or 27% of those daily speakers were in the Gaeltacht region. So what is a native speaker? Welcome to the Bite Size Irish Gaelic podcast. I'm Owen from Bite Size Irish Gaelic. So you might want to search on YouTube. We've got how to say videos that we publish on YouTube. Uh, they're basically little phrases for you to learn the Irish language. And we got an email from Amanda and she said, I am from Connemara Gwiltacht and your accent is not native. So I was interested. I, I replied to Amanda and I said, that's very cool that you're from the Connemara Gwiltacht. And which accent are you referring to or listening to? The man's voice in Bite Size Irish Gaelic, it's mine, that's Owen. And Irish is my mother tongue. Uh, the woman's voice is our language assistant, Siobhan, and Irish is her mother tongue. So it depends what you call native. And in this case, I believe Amanda had been watching our videos on YouTube, which in any case, that was Siobhan's uh, voice that she heard. So Amanda replied, and she said, by native, I mean Irish spoken properly. I am from Connemara and I speak it fluently. And the bite-sized Irish Gaelic course was from my son. But the Irish is not spoken properly on the video. Thanks for your time. And by the way, it is not Irish Gaelic. It is called Irish Gaelga. So Amanda, I respect your opinion. We all have opinions. And this is not to criticize your view. I fully respect your view. And I'm now going to express my view about this. So what do we mean by native? So a quick search in the dictionary. One definition is being the place or environment in which a person was born or a thing came into being. So a native speaker, what do we mean by a native speaker? We could say that it's anybody who was born in Ireland, probably with the Irish language around them, or we could maybe restrict our definition to the Gaeltacht regions where Irish is more spoken on a daily level than elsewhere. Another definition is belonging to a person by birth or to a thing by nature or inherent. So for me, this is a mother tongue. You're a native speaker, if especially if this language is your first language or one of your first languages. So if you live in a bilingual 
family. I think both of your languages are probably what I would call native. Now, this comes down to the person. Like, do we say that the person is native because of where they grew up? Uh, for sure, environment is a big part of it. Do they have to be in a certain border or boundary so that we define them as native? What is native? <laughs> if people who grew up, the typical person who grows up is, uh, goes up in Ireland speaking English, are they a native English speaker and why? Or should we define that to be a native English speaker only for the people who live within 10 miles of London city? Hmm. A third definition I picked out was belonging by birth to a people regarded as indigenous to a certain place, especially a pre-literate people. So I wonder, um, this is definitely the idea of native, uh, meaning that it's something that belongs to a people's, like a group, a, a defined group of people. So if that's what is native, maybe we can ask what is not native. I think we'd both agree, Amanda, that somebody is not native if, which happens a lot in Ireland, the person grows up in an English language speaking community and family and goes to such a school and they learn the Irish language in school and maybe they develop an interest in the language, they go to the Gaeltacht during summer, they develop an interest to teach. They are probably, what I would agree, that are not a native speaker. So just for example, our five-year-old son goes to a Gaelskull nearby. As far as I can tell, there are no native speakers teaching at that school. They're, they've all gone through the education system, refined their Irish language that way and they were they are definitely what I would consider fluent but probably not what I would call native. And if we keep talking about what is native around the Irish language, is the Irish language native to Ireland? Now, it depends on what <laughs> stretch of time you're looking at. The Irish language, we are told, is a Celtic language. I think we're pretty sure about the historics of that. But Irish is a blow-in language to Ireland. It blew into Ireland about, what, 2,000 years ago? There were people in Ireland from 7,000 years ago onwards. So that means, to me, there were people in Ireland for 5,000 years speaking languages that were killed off by the Irish language, by this Celtic language that we speak today. The Irish language is a blow-in language that destroyed other languages in Ireland, right? And we've only been in Ireland for 2,000 years speaking this language, and more than double of that time were other people also living in Ireland, what I would call, you know, our Irish peoples, Irish ancestry, surely. So 
Ireland itself, Irish, if you look at it at, in a certain time perspective, is not even a native language of Ireland. Now, okay, that's stretching it because there are people uh, who grew up in Ireland speaking the Irish language and surely that's enough of a definition to call them native. And what about the Irish language anyway? What is the Irish language? Surely it's been um, changing over the years, like I'm sure it is. Of course it is. Uh, we've got old Irish, modern Irish. We had, we've been influenced over the years by the peoples who have come into Ireland since this Celtic Irish language came about. Uh, obvious examples are the Vikings. We've got uh, words like gobra to say I'm, I'm grand, I'm great which when I was in Sweden, I heard people speak using that phrase. And it was lovely to hear that, yeah, they still use that phrase that we use in Ireland, that we imported into our language. We've got French uh, words as well in the Irish language. For example, the easiest example for me is the person's name, Sean, because that comes from French, Jean. There you go. And what else? The English language, I don't have the percentage of words in the English language, but the French language has immensely influenced the English language. Is the English language native English? Like, of course it is. Like What we speak in English today is the English language. The English language has changed over time. Okay, so it's taken like a huge percentage of its body of vocabulary from other languages it has changed although amanda i'm sure the people around you are native english speakers and we consider that like real english would you tell your son hey you don't speak english no i don't believe that no you don't speak my english you speak your english that's not english and i don't think that's fair to say so i would use the same logic to the irish language That brings us to urban Irish. Now, the census that I quoted, the census figures, showed that there are about 20,000 daily Irish speakers inside the Gwaeltacht, these traditional Irish-speaking regions. Now, what about the other 80, 70 to 80% of daily Irish speakers? <laughs> now, outside of the census is Belfast, because it's in the United Kingdom, so they don't even fall into this but Belfast has an Irish language quarter it's got a vibrant local community of Irish speakers you can tell there's energy around the language uh, why do I mention Belfast it's urban Irish language the urban setting uh, arguably is the future of the Irish language uh, today's globalized world we're all getting more connected. It doesn't matter so much where you are, but it still matters where you live. And more and more people, of course, are living in cities. And we don't know what the future holds for us. But Irish, the Irish language itself has definitely, a, the urban setting has a role to play in the Irish language. And that's just reality. That is fact. That's how the Irish language is. 
um, early in 2018, there were marches, protests in Dublin around the Irish language. And I'm sure a lot of those people who were walking in the march uh, live in Dublin. So they're active uh, Irish language speakers who maybe send their kids to Irish language schools. And they live in an urban setting. And guess what? Urban settings means that <laughs> in Ireland, people around you are speaking the English language. Yet, I would argue that these kids who are growing up in Irish language families, where at least one parent is speaking Irish language to them, they are turning out to be Ireland's new native speakers of the Irish language. It's nothing else. They're not non-native speakers. They have an absolute full right to speak the Irish language. And let's go now to what type of Irish to learn. So for the audience of this podcast, the question is, what type of the Irish language should I learn? Like there's the question of dialects. What else? There's the urban Irish question. Do you want to learn the Irish language that was there 300 years ago? Or do you want to speak uh, the Irish language that you hear around you today? So I know things are never black and white. Things are never A and B. But let me simplify this for the sake of my argument to two choices. Would you like that people learn the Irish language that was native, say the Irish language that was spoken in 1600, and even that language has imported words from the Vikings and the French? Or option B, would you like to learn to speak one of the Irish languages that you hear spoken today, as heard on Radio Nagueltachta? Now, if you tune into Radio Nagueltachta, you'll hear a lovely range of speakers. They've got call-in shows, like topical news shows. If you listen to these, you've got people calling in from the Gaeltacht, you've got journalists calling in, you have Dublin native Irish speakers, you've got learner speakers um, contributing to shows. It's a whole mix. So... Do you want to really avoid the Irish language as it is spoken today in all its pluralities? Do you want to accept reality and learn one of those? Or do you want to ignore reality and stay in the past? Try to learn to speak an Irish language that is no longer spoken. Like even the Irish language that is in the Gwiltachti now, we use a lot of English words in Irish, a lot of phrases, and it's not only that, I am sure, I'm convinced that accents have changed over time, accents have merged, we've been influenced from different cultures, the global culture, the English language surely has an influence even in Gwiltacht Irish language. So, what do you think about this topic? Now is your chance to participate in this podcast and record your question on this podcast episode. All you have to do is go to www.bitesize.irish slash podcast. That's bitesize, B-I-T-E-S-I-Z-E or Z-E dot Irish. 
go to podcast page and click the appropriate button to record your question. And that means that we record your audio, we get it by email, and then we'll have the chance to reply to your question or comment in the next podcast episode. So on to our first ever listener question section of the Bite Size Irish Gated podcast. This part I'm really interested in, really excited about because this is your chance to keep the podcast going. It's really easy to record your voice message on our podcast site. All you need is your phone or computer that normally has a microphone. You don't need to install anything. You just go to www.bitesize.irish/podcast and click the appropriate button to record your message. Go to a nice quiet area, maybe have your question written out so you know what your question is. And I really look forward to featuring your questions on the podcast. So on we go. We'll first listen to William who recorded a message and he had a couple of questions about the state of the Irish language. I'm very interested in you all starting up the Bite Size Irish Gaelic podcast again. I've always enjoyed the podcast and still download the old episodes. I find them very interesting and well-organized um, insight into not just the Irish language, but also Irish culture. Um, I guess a question I would have would be, what is the state of preserving and expanding the practice and use of the Irish language in Ireland and throughout the world? Um, and also, how do people who teach Irish Gaelic work with other linguists in, who are fighting to preserve languages in other cultures um, languages that may also be endangered or threatened, um, such as Scotch, Gaelic, Manx, Cornish, Welsh, etc. So thanks for all the work that you put into the podcast, and I hope that you do decide to restart it. William Burgess in Fairview, Oregon. Slán. William, what a fantastic set of questions to start off our question and answer section to this podcast. So about your first question about the state of the Irish language, I don't want to sugarcoat it. And it's a very opinionated topic. You can uh, include some facts and that you can include some opinions. And what I'll do is offer my observation about the language. So my brief summary about the language, it's thriving in certain circles. It's got a great energy about it. Uh, there's people not just in Ireland speaking it. Uh, you can see that people are not afraid really to express themselves in the language. It's almost a matter of pride now to speak the language, which would have been, I think, quite different, say, 30 years ago. So uh, some facts like all kids in Ireland just about learned Irish language in school all through primary school and then secondary school, high school. What else? Uh, the state of the Irish language in schools is questionable. I mean, you've got English speakers who are teachers who are teaching the language to kids. So is that ideal? Probably not. You probably want a native speaker of your own language teaching people 
the the language to others. What else? Uh, for me, it's each to their own. For me, it's a a pull model, not a push model. Uh, we'll never push the Irish language onto people, and people will just react with equal force back. So the only way to keep the language thriving, and I don't think I don't have like a specific goal of keeping the language thriving in itself for its own purpose. Do you get me? Like it's it makes a huge part of what makes Ireland Ireland and what makes me Owen. <laughs> so it's a very personal thing for me, and I think it's a personal thing for everybody. I don't want to push it on anybody. And at the same time, I stand up for the rights for people who want to live their life through the Irish language in Ireland. And is that too much to expect? So dealing with government agencies and stuff, you're often hitting a brick wall. And other times, if you want to speak, like, for example, I was hung up on before because I wanted to speak the Irish language. But other services offer a good uh, direct Irish language helpline, which doesn't have the cues on the phone like the English speakers have to queue up. <laughs> so it's kind of a, a double-edged sword. And then uh, people can connect more. So we've got the internet. If you look at Twitter and start to search for the Irish language, Goelega, you'll kind of fall into a universe of people who are really open about using the Irish language. There's people, small groups who meet for immersion weekends, for example, across the United States. So it's it's cool. Like there isn't that shame in speaking the language that I think was there more. Although this is still a psychological barrier in the people of Ireland. Like I was in the playground uh, with my kids, and uh, so they uh, the eldest goes to Irish language primary school now. He's five. So uh, a kid from his class who was in the playground too. So I was speaking in Irish with them just to see. I asked them, can I say ta to? And the kid told me, I don't want to speak Irish. So it was like this compartmentalized thing in his head that he goes, he goes to school, he has to listen to Irish, but then when he gets home, there's no Irish in his life. And that probably comes down to the parents as well, right? So, William, that's a, a mixed answer. I don't want to sugarcoat it, but uh, there's definitely positives there. And then for the second part, the second question you had was, how do like Irish educators work with people in other um, Celtic language areas? For example, Scotland, Cornwall, uh, Brittany and Wales. So... <laughs> Uh, the, the most striking example I have is uh, Scots Gaelic, which is, of course, spoken in parts of Scotland, and it's very close to the Irish language, like they have a very close, uh, brief history together. It's basically the same language that split a few hundred years ago, right? So I do know there's grants for businesses and for research to work with people. Uh, through Scots Gaelic or to enhance cultural ties. I know Radio Nagoeltachta often does like joint broadcasts. They invite musicians from both countries to play together. They have live events. So yeah, definitely uh, we in Ireland, we don't exist in a bubble. We're not just the Irish language alone. We definitely reach out to people outside of Ireland who are in the other Celtic language areas, as you might say, in uh, Northwest Europe. 
So William, thanks a lot. And this is the end of this podcast episode. Uh, we've got a few more questions recorded that I hope to be answering in future episodes. And this is your chance right now to ask your question about the Irish language, Irish culture, whatever strikes your fancy. The more philosophical, the better. <laughs> but practical questions are welcome. Thanks for listening. Come over to Bite Size Irish Gaelic. Try out our free trial of our online lessons and listen to our native Irish language recordings and our native Irish language videos. And finally, thanks to Tsukumo for their music in this podcast episode uh, provided under a Creative Commons license.